1: celebrate
2: Are you except for this world series man
1: <laughs> you know max scherzer's not playing
2: i know i'm i'm shocked he's not pitching
1: um said he was hurt or something Can you imagine how hurt you have to be to not pitch in a world series I kind of feel bad for him for not a for, baseball guy though
2: for all players like he's he's kind of insane too so like he's not the kind of guy who would uh would pull a boget in the playoffs, or it's like, oh, I'm sore, I'm not gonna play. You know, oh, it's boy. like it's like a very uh, he's he's a love of the game guy, which we will talk about in the premium podcast.
1: Ooh. <laughs> look at that segue yeah so we've gotten uh what are we uh, we we unveiled it last week right we got a fair amount of subscribers now but for those who don't know we still got a lot of people who who are asking us how to sign up and stuff like that so um i mean you you got the directions right you can send them a link which we've tweeted out a million times you can literally just go to our twitter pages but basically we're we're uh we're doing a what is it like two or three extra episodes a week that'll include Post game recaps, love of the game, love of the fame, a Thera- segment therapy, which we're gonna do today. therapy sessions. Therapy sessions. I mean, dude, we're going to need a lot of those, a lot of those. Uh, and then sign up is going to be 99 cents for the first month. So exciting times.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, if you like what we do, which, you know, most of you don't, uh, but if you do, uh, you'll get more content. And I feel pretty confident that it'll be worth the money.
1: And it goes straight to your feet too. That's the other thing. People get – I mean I would get annoyed about that, right? Like if you had to go to like a different app, I guess, like if you signed up for something. But it goes straight to the app that you're already using. So, I mean, shit. Easy enough.
2: Yeah, you would think everything's about making uh, it easier for the user. You know, basically trying to optimize and make everything more efficient. That said, the Warriors are trying to make Marquise Chris a playmaker. So, not everyone thinks the same way I do.
1: We're, we're recording this, by the way, like an hour after the Warriors game just ended. Where they got chalet. How do you lose by 80 to the Oklahoma City th- How does that even ha- Look, I get it. If you lose by 10 or 15, I get it. You're probably not as good as them right now. Particularly but without do- Looney. Yeah, like like, that?
2: like When we saw Looney wasn't playing, we're like, okay, they're going to lose this game. But I think both you and I had the the same... Be competitive, lose by ten. Okay, we we'll, we'll be okay with that, right?
1: Unreal. Unreal. I think it's it's, it's embarrassing, actually. <laughs> it, it feels everywhere. like
2: it feels like there's an agenda. Honestly, I oh. feel like uh, it's not just. I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll move forward, but yeah, no, it's very embarrassing. There's a uh, you know they're, they're better than this even with the limited talent they have they're better than this
1: yeah they're better than this um, they're not playing a style that fits the way that they should play with the players that they have it's not that there's like a magical style that they can play um, that'll that'll have them win a game but whatever they're doing right now that's not it man whatever I, today we had we had Marquis Chris with a with a with several possessions where he had a wide open dunk, wide open layup, and he kicks it out to Glenn Robinson for a three. Maybe that's not the system. Maybe that's not what Steve Kerr told him. But come on, what is that? You know, they actually ran a lot of pick and roll too and in the second quarter, but they spent the entire first quarter just doing what they've done the last few years. And so many turnovers, so many dumb plays from everyone. Not just yeah, it's, a, it's not it's, not, not just, it's yeah. like
2: there's not even one player. Like I wanna blame Kerr for. I don't know why they're running a motion offense with this roster. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know what the what the hell Draymond's doing. Um, D'Angelo Russell also looks out of shape. Like the only when we look at this roster on paper, I see Steph, D'Lo, and Draymond, and I go, okay. Even if it's a mess, that three should have you competing for the eight seed, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. But they look like I I don't know how to put it. They look like uh, other than Steph, they look uninterested. They look out of shape. Like they they look like what trolls say about them.
1: They also look. They also look like a team that hasn't played together ever before, um, which they kind of haven't. But man. <sighs> It's like watching the. I was gonna say I was gonna make a feeding Suns joke, Sam, but they just beat the Clippers. They're two and one now. They looked
2: excellent last night, actually.
1: Kind of can't roast the Suns anymore. I feel how bad it's become.
2: By the way, um, the Suns look good. The War the Warriors look terrible. The Kings look terrible. It's just you know this is not the feed to come to for predictions on the season anymore. No,
1: (laughs) we're we're switching over to the Niners. We're switching over. Nick
2: Bosa, by the way, best is he the best defensive player in the NFL? Maybe a second. Okay, Aaron Aaron Donald's better, right?
1: They had they had a play where yeah, well, yeah, but they had a play where they showed him. I, I don't know. I never. I, actually I did play D line, played D end for a little bit, but then I quit because I didn't want to get hit. But uh, I also
2: played D line. Everyone <laughs> who's not good at football plays D line, right? No,
1: it wasn't. Well, I didn't even. I didn't even make it past like two games. I was just like, I'm I'm done. I'm out of here. I I can't take contact. Uh, we played outside. It was it was not pretty. Um. But (laughs) he—he, those are some big boys. Um, they had this one, they had this one play where they show where he literally like slaps the old lineman's hand away and just blows right by him. And I'm like, man, the guy is a rookie. That—that's a guy that has never played in the NFL, and he didn't even play in the preseason. He had like some high ankle sprain, and so he just comes out and starts dominating. It's—it is—it is is funny. It he's, is funny he's how a player
2: uh, who could be good in every system, unlike Steph Curry, who's ooh. A system player, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> so. wow, 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 wow! Um, Kyle Shanahan running a great offense. Steve Kerr, on the other hand, oof. By so the way, actually, both guys th- known th- for great I think, offenses.
2: I think this is interesting because uh, everyone will tell you it's easy to coach when everyone's hungry. It's hard to coach after you've been to the top and you're trying to sustain it, right? So Shanahan's dealing with that thing where everyone's everyone's excited, everyone's kind of like buying in, but like in two years is everyone still buying in, right?
1: Sure. That's that's what happened to hardball.
2: <laughs> I mean that happens to every coach. That's not a um Unless like, you like we we um we define greatness by longevity and it's very hard to continually get through to players you know, three, eight, 10 years down the line.
1: Well, the problem here is that with Steve Kerr, he should have, like that should be sustainable for him. He has Steph Curry, right? So he's going to have someone that's never going to be like, Hey, I want this coach gone.
2: But what about hey, the
1: I, I want this player gone. That's never going to happen. <laughs> what, what happened?
2: No, I was going to say, Um, I, I asked you, but what about the roster?
1: Oh, I didn't hear. I was supposed to be breaking up. Um, Yeah, but these guys are so young to me. It's like unless it's D'Angelo Russell, that's going to be all pissy. By the way, D'Angelo Russell, who got kicked out the game today for arguing to the rest, definitely one of the things where he was just like, I'm not playing anymore. It's a 40-point game. I'm out of here. Um, But I don't know, man. Like, I feel like a lot of these young guys, what are they going to say? Like, you think Eric Pascal is going to say anything? Jordan Poole is going to say anything? I think it's just like as long as Steph Curry is there, it's fine. But then, but then it's like also up to Steve Kerr to be like, all right, what are we doing now? Is he just going to keep going down this route?
2: Here's an interesting question for you. Um, What about D'Angelo Russell? Um, Because in my opinion, people who follow us think we are overly critical of Steve Kerr and maybe give Steph a pass. Let's take them both out of the equation. Let's talk about the two other key figures. Because if the Warriors are going to be a competitive team – Everything behind the Warriors being competitive kind of goes around the idea that, well, Kerr is an elite coach, Steph's top five player, and then D'Lo and Draymond are all-stars. So let's talk about D'Lo and Draymond. Um, let's start with D'Lo.
1: Well, the I hate the two all-stars stuff that people say around Steph Curry, first of all. like, Let's start with D'Lo. Who is an injury replacement in the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference where you only really have, like, how many All-Stars do they really have, right, that are best in the league? And he was not yeah, even make like like that. We, he was an injury we replacement.
2: Agree. We both agree. If CJ McCollum, if Drew Holiday, if Mike Conley were in the East, they're multi-time All-Stars.
1: So I don't like that argument from people who say that, just to say that. Um, the other thing is d has looked pretty uh, – I don't know if I want to say bad, but it just – He's not an off-ball player. I think we're we're seeing that right now, and I think he would be or fine. He's not
2: a motion offense player,
1: and I think it would be fine if they had Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson. Like I think it'd be okay. He could definitely just play this way, and I think break, he would find a way Andy, to. Fit Andy,
2: him. Andy Lou thinks player would be good with two top fifteen players.
1: The the thing is like that that makes it easier, but right now you need to find a way to maximize D'Lo not fit them into a system that makes sense for you, right? And so that's how I feel like they need to play, whereas I think Steve Kerr is more thinking, well, you know, we can maximize D-load by playing this way, but it's like how long is it going to take to get there, like 20 games? Warriors could be like 5-15 and by then. I don't know, right? By then it's too late. I thought you
2: you were going to go to 5-15 to because that's a very – very Asian way to divide up the math. And, you know, I just appreciate you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of how I am. It's um, so. So this is the prevailing question for me. Obviously, Delo has had success playing the pick and roll. He's kind of a pick and roll point guard, which is honestly most players. Right. Um, yeah. So he has not played in a system like the warriors. And so the That's question, true. the well, question is how much how much how soon do you change the system to make him comfortable and how much are you trying to change him? Because that, you want to make him a can better player. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You want to make him a better player than he's been. You want to make him a more complete player than he's been but at the same time, you don't want to make him lose all his confidence and you don't want to take away from what he's good at. So, so for me, it's really hard to determine when, like how much you should kind of push him off ball and make him get comfortable that way. And how much you
1: should just put the ball in his hands. Yeah. He look he does not look comfortable, right? That, that, that's the main thing. And, I think that's the 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 most important part of this uh, problem with the Warriors right now is, well, they can't play defense. Great. We know that they're not going to be able to play defense until they get Looney back and Willie Colley Stein. Well, I don't even know. Get him back and stuff like that. Right. Like they're not going to be able to play defense. I don't think there's anything you could do there. They freaking played a zone today in the first quarter. Um, but with on offense, I think it's more fixable because, like you said, he's not comfortable. What do we have to do to get him there? Right, D'Angelo Russell is is we saw him in that Brooklyn offense. He was okay. Right now, he's not even okay. And now, right now, he's not good at all. So, what do we need to do to get him there? I, I don't know if if that's Steve Kerr's first priority right now. I don't even and, know what and a that, priority to is. To me, to me, that's the worry. That's what I come back to.
2: So, D'Angelo Russell is twenty three, and he doesn't know how to play beyond his preferred system and. You know, we can, we can get into that. You know, he needs to be a more complete player because Steph can play in every system. And, you know, we, we can go down the players on this, but, like, you expect more from a quote-unquote championship coach, a coach who's highly paid, a coach who is supposed to be one of the top five coaches in the league. Um. So, th- so that's where I come down on it, where I, you know, I'm not necessarily as critical of... The player just yet. I expect more from a coach who is supposedly an elite coach. <sighs> that too aggressive. Did did I literally make you want to just stop recording?
1: I just need. <laughs> I'm I'm frustrated because I I don't think there's a. Uh, I just don't understand why. Sam, help me out here. I don't understand why Steve Kerr has to feel like he has to say this or temper expectations on a team. Why why does – I wonder why he has to feel like he has to do this because there must be a reason.
2: Well, I just let you go to it. But, yes. Um, Anyway, we should back this up because we're going to have a full season of this. And I know for a fact we're going to get a bunch of comments like you guys are way too hot takey You're way too aggressive on this. Let, let's let's pull this back to the ethos of our take, I guess, like the basis of our take. Do you think even without Looney and Willie, they should be losing by
1: 35? No, 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 that should never happen. Okay. I know you agree. I know you agree with me. I,
2: yeah. That, so I'm trying to get to like the core of the take because sometimes I feel like you and I get to inside baseball and like if you don't necessarily know where you and I are coming from, it loses people. So I want to start with that. So the, the core of our argument here is like, I don't even know that they should be 500. They just, they should be better than a team who loses by 40 to the Thunder.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To
2: me, that's a, to me, that's like a systemic fail. That's Did you, that's did you feel like they didn't more, try?
1: Like, did you feel that way?
2: I felt like they were confused. I feel, I, I felt like it was just a, a colossal fail. Like it wasn't, let me put this away. If they tried and they had a good system, but they just had bad defenders, they'd lose by 10, right? they yep. lose by 15, maybe. To me, this was everything fell apart. And, you know, maybe, maybe next week it isn't the case and we look stupid. But to me, it comes across as it's a far bigger issue than just talent. It's like a buy-in
1: issue. Buy-in from who? everyone yeah
2: i don't know like it's hard to say like it's easy to say i don't know that the coaching staff believes in the talent or i don't know that the talent believes in the coaching but like at this point it's someone's because you don't lose by 40 in an nba game if you believe you know if you're trying hard is what i'm saying yeah
1: yeah usually usually it's because the team gave up i don't think the warriors gave up i don't think they tried i don't think they like didn't try right like i didn't, I didn't see them like like screw around out there and just kind of make, I just saw them, like you said, not be prepared. There was a sequence in the second quarter um, or first quarter where they're kind of getting blown out, right? They're down by 10, 15. Uh, Steph Curry comes out of the timeout and he's just clapping, right? He, like he's trying to get the team back into it. Uh, he's being Steph Curry. He's like optimistic. Um, and that's what you want to see from the leader. Didn't, didn't work. Didn't matter. Right. Didn't happen. They ended up getting destroyed anyway. But I think, that's going to be good for the rest of the season. I don't know if we're going to get that, though, from someone like Steve Kerr and the rest of the coaching staff.
2: So, that, like, I think that's, 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 that's my my the question. Issue. That's my, um, you know, we assume everyone listens to our premium pod. By the way, you should subscribe to the premium pod. Nice. Um, we assume people listen to our radio show. You should go to 95 of the Game and listen to our radio show. But um, uh, beyond that, it's kind of. We've talked about this a lot in other places, and I guess my question is: Are they um, are they already checked out? Is that what's going on right now, or is this a case of just a lot of talent not knowing where they are, and it's going to take them a bunch of time to figure it out?
1: Yeah, it's going to it's it's going to take it's like it's going to take them a bunch of time. The issue is they don't they might not have enough time if they want to make the playoffs my and the other part of it's like I think you they're going to be good next season. They're legitimately going to be good next season. They're a playoff team for sure. So what happens this season? Since people's expectations are that they should win 48 games, 45 to 48 games and should be a playoff team. Shout that's what That's why this is uglier than it is. No, and- but okay,
2: that's what that's what I was getting at. So Kerr after the first game mm. went into this diatribe about this is the real NBA. By the way, I'm already sick of that. Like time you lose, it's Terrible. the real NBA. You know, like I need to just check in at work like that. Like when I really, you know, mess up a, a thing, <laughs> like this is the real sales process. <laughs> I see,
1: you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss quota for like half a year and just come in and say, "Look, man, this is how it is. This is real life. <laughs> Don't fire me. Don't even pay me." <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. I, I hate it. I was. Yeah, we were on the radio yesterday. We we do post game recaps. What, that's what I was getting to. It's like this has not been on the pod feed, so let's talk about this. Yeah, we, we did it there. Um, but this is we're we're also by the way, Sam. Sam also gives a little bit more information. Uh, on the premium pods, just because you know less people listen, he doesn't get in much trouble. So you know, sign up, you can hear Sam go off even more. But um, <laughs> was Steve was Steve? I think that's I, I I hate it so I cannot tell you how much I hate that. And I, somebody called in and, and told us yesterday, like, hey, it's a big sales thing. You, you, know, you under-promise. You over-deliver. Fuck that, right? Like, if you do that in your life, that's fine. It's just you and, you know, whatever job you're working at that really nobody cares about because there's a million other people that do the same thing as you. With Steve Kerr, you're a head coach of a basketball team that's been to the finals the last five seasons. You've won three titles. You're, like, you're a top five coach, like you said, top three, arguably. You have... One of the best offensive players of all time and one of the best defensive players of all time. What are we doing here? Right? Like, why are we managing expectations when everybody knows that you should be a playoff team? It's disrespectful to fans, too. Like, that's, what, you, that's my
2: big thing. It's ridiculous. disrespectful to fans. People are paying how much to go to the Chase Center to hear Steve Kerr go, This
1: is the real NBA. Or, or to the, pay for merch even, right? For people who can't afford it. like Yeah, exactly. Worry. Yeah, like, like, what? You don't want to come out here and listen to the, the leader of your team talk about how, you know what? We, we're going to be shit this season and that's okay.
2: <laughs> it comes across very privileged. It comes across, I have a 10 mil a year contract and it's okay if I don't try this year because next year I'll try when we have more talent. <laughs> Instead of taking the mentality of, you know what, this team's ceiling is 48 wins. I don't know if their are ceilings, but let's call it 48 wins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can to get them to that ceiling. And that's what bothers me. More than anything, like you got people buying tickets, you got people buying jerseys. The goal should be to maximize this team's ceiling instead of looking at it from – well, they can't beat the Lakers or the Clippers, so why should I even try? Because, like, yep. I got news for you: there's like 27 teams who can't beat those teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Although the mm-hmm.
2: Phoenix Suns can.
1: <laughs> and that—that's the—that's like it starts from the top, right? Like Joe Lacob is kind of a brash, aggressive, like overconfident, overconfident guy. But it worked for the Warriors when he when he bought the team. Um, that led the Warriors to making big moves. They traded Monte. Uh, they made all these moves like Andre Godala stuff like that. Some worked, some didn't. But like that was with the expectation that you know they're going to win titles, and also they wanted to move the arena to San Francisco to <laughs> make a lot of money. They did both things, um, and I just it, it just it's a very uh, it's disappointing to see uh, Steve Kerr, who I think we both like. At the end of the day, yes, like he's the most well, likable. Well, don't dude think ever. he likes me?
2: But um, <laughs> we do both like him and. Yeah, come I mean, it on. just it kind of feels maybe this is how it's supposed to be. They lost KD. They obviously they they lost Clay for most of the season, right? And they lost a Godala. Like it's not supposed like the whole culture thing kind of depends yeah. on you keeping the core together and all they have is Stephen Draymond.
1: Yeah, and Sean too, right? Like that's a big yeah, one too.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't mention Sean, so yeah. that's exactly. They lost if you're going to define the the culture as the key players, they lost seventy percent of the key players. Yes. yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's a key part of it.
1: So like, if we put ourselves in their, their shoes, like, like that's tough, and it becomes a lot harder. True. We're not we're not in the locker room. We're not that. But then I also feel like if you know if you were you were Draymond Green and you know I'm I'm whatever I'm Kevon Looney or whatever. Like, I don't think I would want people to feel bad for me either. It's like my goal is still to. Win a title like Steph Curry before the season started said, hey, the goal here is still to win a championship, which shh, love of the game, by the way, love of the game, love of the fame segment coming soon uh, to for premium subscribers. We're going to record that one after this. Yeah. Um, so
2: so the premium pod will have. Um, it's just going to it's just going to always be in your feed. We're going to do love of the game, love of the fame this week. We did post game action. Um, we're going to have a bunch of stuff there.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't think the Warriors want people feeling bad for them. I don't think the players do. So that's the part that annoys me. Why 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 is Steve Carr doing this? But you know, let's let's pivot off. I mean, I don't even know what else we're gonna get into here. The Warriors lost by forty to the Thunder. Thunder looked good. I think we were talking about on the radio today. They might if I mean we think they're gonna trade Chris Paul, right? But if they don't, like that's a stuff th- eighteen. I think most
2: people think they're gonna trade Gallo and Chris Paul and then it's like a yeah. you know. Then it's a rebuild process. We we all like Shea, but yeah, you know, it's it's a different thing with with Shea Gilders and Alexander. is your only good player. Although, you know, it's supposedly a different thing with Steph's your only good player. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, let's uh, actually before we move on, Sam. Let me let me uh, do a couple of ad raises. Let's pay the bills. Um, let's do Harry's razors. I Actually, just bought these guys. I've just used them. I only shave like once a week, but um, the, but they've been good to me. Uh, so let's uh, let's do this humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much the ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles what is flex balls and neither do you that's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to the razors they focus on delivering what actually matters sharp durable blades at a fair price I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave easy glide low price so do us a favor check out harrys.com slash blue wire for your free trial today Harry's is a return to the essential, quality, durable blades at a fair price, $2 per blade. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription, and there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor, lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and healthy to grab on the go. Uh, Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today. All right, ShipStation. The holiday rush is coming and if you sell stuff online... Actually, I'm gonna do that over again because you burnt. Um, The holiday rush is coming and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all of those orders or decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're getting the best rate? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. So no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, usps ups fedex so you can compare and choose the best shipping soli- solution for you and your customer they even offer big discounts on shipping costs now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large fortune 500 companies No wonder ShipStation station is the number one choice of online sellers you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available so just use my offer code blue to get a 60 day free trial that's two months free of no hassle stress-free holiday shipping click on the microphone at the top of the page type in blue and enter offer code blue ships ship station make ship happen
2: all right all right man um jesus we got, that was long we got a good email from paul craig Ooh, shout out listener um by the way you guys can always email andy and me both our emails are on our twitter profiles sam at Andy at bluewirepods.com. Um, if you have a question that's more than like one sentence, probably a better way to go at it than just going to the
1: Twitter app. We'll probably also answer the questions. Through well, email. it's just it's easier to...
2: because, you know, when someone throws something in your Twitter mentions and then a million other things happen, you lose it. When someone emails it, you don't lose it.
1: Yep. 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 So, I agree. so,
2: so he had two questions and I thought they were good. So Paul listener of the week. Um, we're going to read both questions. We're going to go with number one. How pissed do you think KD is right now that Kawhi seems to have achieved everything he seems he wanted with every ESPN narrative asterisk? Kawhi is anointed the number one player in the league based on last season, even though it came in injury-depleted Warriors, and he got to rest more than other players during the regular season. In history? Question mark. I don't know. Um, he went to claim an unclaimed big market with a billionaire owner who spent money on the team, and he could still exert leverage over prior to the signing. He recruited another all-star to said team without anyone questioning it still being his team, um, poising him to share the credit. He arrives in a conference without the Hamptons Five Warriors, without MVP Giannis, with a less potent Warriors, and with older, past his prime, LeBron. No. Mm -hmm. LeBron's a GOAT. No no chance. (laughs) Um, Additionally, he got vindicated for how he forced himself out of the Spurs because of how the Raptors won with load managing him. Come to think of it, is the most important question whether Rich Paul – and Rich Kleiman need to take some notes from Uncle Dennis. Silent G's, lasagna, etc. That's a great question, and a take. That's a great take, by the way.
1: You know what Kawhi's re what what he did really well? Not give a single shit about what anybody <laughs> had to say about him, <laughs> right? Like that. That's why, like. You could say Kawhi pussied out of – ooh, I don't know if I should say that. He was a coward and he – maybe Ben blocked that one out. He cow, he was a coward and he left San Antonio. right? He didn't want to play. He didn't want to care about his teammates. You can get that narrative out there. You can say that he couldn't even play all the games of the regular season in Toronto. You could say that his title was a fluke. They didn't even have to play against Clay Kawhi the, or how KD. How about the
2: fact that his first title he averaged with 15 points a game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wasn't Husband the best really player on that team, but none of that matters, right? Yeah. Because he's Kawhi. Because there's <laughs> By the way, we need to talk about this. I don't think Kawhi outplayed Steph in the finals last year. I thought Steph was better. Are you right? Yes. Do you agree with me? I agree. I'm but you. Kawhi was better in the second half of game four, which was the where the finals got turned. Literally. He went into assassin mode for two quarters. I thought the Warriors were going to make that a 2-2 series. And Kawhi was like, nope. And it was... And I don't know how to rate that because, like, if you... Now I sound like a Braun fan. Well, if you average out all the quarters, he was better the whole way through. <laughs> but he won when it mattered, Right.
1: He's, he's Kobe's got. Uh, sorry, wow, Kobe. Kawhi's got a lot of Kobe to him. I think it's why he, I was he does.
2: And and you're right. The the big thing he has to him is he does not give a flying f what you and I say on this podcast, which is more than I can say for other players.
1: Yes, that that's exactly why he he goes where he wants. He recruited Kevin Durant. He recruited Paul George. He does whatever he wants. Goes. Do you where think he wants.
2: anywhere in his recruitment to the clippers did he think
1: how would the public accept this <laughs> you know what he was thinking sam how can i win a championship that's what he was thinking how can i win a title because that's, that's true. all that matters that's true that's there.
2: that's literally all he cared about like at no point was the was the um question his had oh i don't know people are gonna think i took it easy took the easy
1: way out like at no point did that cross his mind No way, and you can make an argument that he's joining a team that's already super deep, took the Warriors to six games. Healthy Warriors, by the way. And he added another all-world elite two-way wing to bring him there. Like, you can make that argument, but who cares? The Clippers are not the favorites to win a title. I think this this is interesting. Arguments are bullshit
2: if the other side's not willing to hear it. You know? Like, if you make that argument to... This is this is what we did wrong with Cavs fans. When Cavs fans told us fifteen didn't count, we we actually entertained it, right? Yeah. Instead of just ignoring it. Because that's what Kawhi does. Someone will say, like, oh man, you didn't like you joined a good team and you brought Paul George. It's unfair. He's never gonna respond to that. He's never gonna like at no point is that entertained.
1: If you don't entertain it, it's not a real nope. thing. 100% right. And, and like, for people who say that, you know, the Warriors should have won the title, doesn't care. You know why? Because he has a title. <laughs> he has a title. He won. That's all that matters, man. Like, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And, yeah, so I, to answer the question, though, right, back to the question, is, you know, do you think KD is, is pissed about it? Probably. It's Kevin Durant. He's pissed about everything. He, he's, he's, Sees he's everything. more
2: talented than Ka- than Kawhi. Like, KD's he's better than Kawhi. I mean, KD might be the best player of all time. He, he, Talentless.
1: Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right.
0: Exactly. I mean, him,
2: here's a the, here's the funny thing to me. Both he and LeBron are more talented than Jordan. Just, like, just skill set-wise. But none oh. of that matters. <laughs> if you can't win and, like, manage the narrative and all that stuff, Right.
1: Yeah, I, and that's and that's the problem. And now, now he's in L.A., now he's loving life, and KD's – do you even think Katie's well, we don't want to talk about Katie too much, but I don't know how happy he is in Brooklyn. <laughs> Kyrie certainly seems like he's happy, though. He gets to shoot as much as he wants.
2: I think he's yeah. fine. I think – Um. I don't think KD will – if KD gets upset, it's going to be when he actually gets on the floor. Like at this point, it's – because at this point, it's all theoretical. You know what I yeah. mean? Like at yeah. this point he's looking at it and be like, Man, insert me into it and it's gonna be so much better. It's not like dealing with like why does Karis Levert not want to sacrifice?
1: You know. <laughs> uh Karis LeVert, who has twenty three points right now, nine for nineteen. He's a, good, he's a damn good player. Yeah, he really is. God, that they bench Jared Allen, by the way, for DeAndre Jordan. It's comedy. Less um, less good player.
2: Um let's uh I wanna I wanna do Paul's second question, then we'll be out of here. All right. The brain drain of the Warriors staff is well documented since 2017 or so. Um, of the Warriors, the current era, tra- transverse of the trend, what if any positions do you think the organization could or should take a harder look at augmenting or outright replacing? For instance, one systemic issue of the current iteration of the Warriors seems to be inability to identify, develop, integrate talent into the team. If that's the case, what is the hierarchy balance? What comes from those decisions? This is a great question. So, I I mean, simplifying Paul's question, what do you think the Warriors need to do to be an elite organization? Because I, I do think people kind of, the words are well run. They have a very motivated, hungry owner who will spend as involved, right? Mm-hmm. But like all businesses, you go through ebbs and flows. Sometimes you need to change the, you know, CMO. Sometimes you need to you need to make these decisions so that, that doesn't mean that like in 2019, you don't hit a situation where you need to replace people, right? So the question is, what would you do to make the words better?
1: Did you know that the Warriors just put together a player development staff this season? I'm sure you knew that, but I guess I just want to throw that out there. Uh, so that's a start. That, that's <laughs> problematic, right? But that's problematic. Why wasn't that done before that? I think their argument is that like they had less player development to do because they already had guys. They already had all-stars and Hall of Famers. Well, I,
2: I do know internally that, it's really hard to develop and compete at the same time. Like, every Spurs do it. No, but the Spurs don't do it because the Spurs don't compete on the warrior level. The Spurs have always been a team that is really good and like pushing for a championship, but always the Spurs don't go all in on titles.
1: Yeah, but they still got titles and for they got titles for a long time. But they time. never got two in a row.
2: Never got two in a row. Yeah, never but they still won.
1: They won a lot of titles. They've made a lot of finals. And they've always found a way to – That's who the Warriors want to be, right? Like Steve Kerr that's loves Greg Popovich. Yeah, that's what Steve – But I mean that's what every franchise wants to be. And if you're going to say you're going to be that type of franchise, you should be able to develop players. You should be. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are good at it. Uh, OG Ananobi, you were telling me all about yesterday because he's on your fantasy team. Looks great. someone they 6
2: four blocks. DeJounte <laughs> Murray
1: for the Spurs looks great, right? A lot of these teams are uh who who else is a good uh development team? There's a couple other great ones uh in the league. It's kind of Miami's a good one, it's solid. How about solid. the Nets? Yeah, Nets about, are really good. How
2: about Karis LeVert, 23rd overall or
1: 22nd? Yeah. yeah. Like they have like there are teams that can do that. I I don't know where the Warriors rank uh in, in terms of like uh in the league Shout in terms out, of how, so yeah, Smiley Keach is what's going to happen. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's a hard question. To, like, how are, how are they supposed to do it? I don't know. Maybe retain some talent. Maybe like Travis Schlank is gone. Albert Gentry is gone. That the the, uh, the analytics guy is gone. The Chelsea Lane is gone. Now everybody's injured. Right? They've lost a lot of of people. Why did they lose him? Is it because Joe Lacob didn't want to pay them? Surely that's that's why Jerry West left. Part of the reason.
2: I can I can tell you this for a fact. Um. I, Chelsea Lane was offered more by the Warriors than Atlanta. But cost of living in Atlanta is a little lower. So I, <laughs> I, do know, I do know that was the case there. Now, I can't say that was the case for everyone else.
1: Did they get too arrogant, though? Like, did they think, like, okay, you can have these guys good. Like, we're still going to find enough players. Like, Kirk Lakeup and whatever other Up that they have. Like, those two guys now have important positions in the front office. That seems to be a problem. Those are not guys that I think are going to be setting the NBA world on fire. Right. Like they're not the probably not the sharpest NBA minds.
2: Well, like, relax give me on that, but who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you, but like I think I, that's just true. Okay. Here's, here's the truth about it Jerry West is a known commodity. When you cut Jerry West and replace him with the son of the owner it's not gonna look good so the results better be there right that's Mm -hmm. that's the bigger thing i don't think you're anything wrong like jerry west is a proven i mean he he's look at the clippers he's pretty much synonymous with the concept of smart scouting right so i don't know it's we'll see on that. I mean, to me, the interesting question is how much is this on management, how much of this is on coaching, how much of this is inevitable, and where are they going from here? Because we know Steph's great, we know Clay's great, we know Draymond's good, um, but that's not good enough.
1: Um, they 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 may need to be humble a little bit, and I think that's coming this season. Um And I think they may may need to have to figure out here like
2: humility and <laughs> in, in, the, in the light years era? no
1: no, no, no way no, no. <laughs> um it's gonna happen it looks like it's gonna happen this season they're gonna have to uh force themselves to realize that we need to bring in some help here we need guys that are smart i mean every team like look at this wow i keep saying look at the spurs but the spurs lose guys all the time they seem to be doing just fine uh, we'll see what happens when Popovich retires, but um, I think this this is a team that definitely uh, like who, who do the Warriors have on the coaching staff that you're like ooh, you know that's a guy that's going to be a great head coach next. You got Mike, Mike Brown, Mike Brown, baby. Yeah, Collins, Deron Adams doesn't even coach anymore. Like he's at home half the time, so it's like who do they really have on that coaching staff that you're saying is like okay, that guy's going to be that's a sharp guy.
2: All right, man. Well, everyone should subscribe to the premium pod. And, you know, we'll throw up a little love of the game, all of the fame on there.